All right, guys, what's up? Uh, joined today with a very special guest for the 50th installment of the Playing to Win series, Tristan Tate. will be pulled in in a moment. Um, he's he's a pretty solid dude, and I've had a few conversations uh, with his brother, and I did a uh, sorry a podcast on his – got to mute this over here. i got some background noise – on his uh, God mode, which he'll talk about. He's launching that pretty soon. But, um, yeah, let's just hop straight into this and uh, bring in the talisman himself. What's up, dude? Hey, what's up, Rich? How you doing? Good. Glad to be here, as always. Yeah, you guys um, are in for a treat today. You guys are in for a real treat. It's always, yeah. it's always interesting to talk to one of the tape boys. Yeah, and um, we've done, we've done literally zero preparation on this as well. So I'm ready for any question that you are. Going to throw, <laughs> any question, any question, anyone in the audience is going to ask me. I, I, I did, I did write down a few notes. I, I know this looks blank on the screen, but you know it's a okay, red yeah. pen. But yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, let me, let me kind of frame who, uh, Tristan is real quick. So you guys get an idea. Cause I know there's some of you that are probably watching going, all right, well, who's this guy? Is he a dork? Is he cool? What's he all about? Uh, let's just throw up your Twitter feed. Cause this is just a random, I mean, today's Thursday. This is a random Thursday oh, for today. Tristan. Yeah. Um, you know, the tweet opens up with a hand on the neck and you can see the watch there and I'll let yeah, you read that. She tweeted that yesterday. She's a Romanian uh, porn actress. Yeah. And then we've got, uh, you know, Tristan here saying this actress is pretty hot. She gets the official talisman thumbs up. Hey, Simps, am I doing it right? Hashtag Simps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. I figure I figure why not start with that to sort of set the tone. Yeah, for I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good one. And obviously, I mean, if you don't get the joke, you know, look at the tweet closer, the hand around her neck that she tweeted and me giving the official thumbs up. It has the exact same diamond Rolex watch. So either coincidentally, the guy who, who she bangs in her spare time because, uh, you know, has the same watch as me or it is actually me. That is the joke. Everyone gets it. But, um, yeah, it's not that I, you know, I don't have any involvement with the adult entertainment industry. I don't run porn actresses. I don't have any kind of agency like that. The thing is, if they're, if they're hot and they, and they live in Romania, they're going to end up on my radar at some point. So TV presenters, actresses, singers, uh, a lot of the Romanian porn stars, not just her, you know, in their spare time, they 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 hang out with guys too. They're looking for guys to fuck in their spare time, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm I'm ju I'm just you know that guy. Uh, I'm I'm and and just for the record, if anyone thinks I'm paying them money, just just get that out of your head. Get that well, out do, of your head right now. Do people often challenge you that and say, oh, you know, he's just paying for them or he's paying for all those girls? Well, you know, it's it's like this. My, you know, a friend of ours, actually, Troy Francis, said this recently to me. He goes, look, all these girls are looking for, you know, guys to, to fuck in their spare time. I'm six foot four. I'm a multimillionaire. I'm smart. I hang out at the nice places. I drive the nicest cars. I live a lifestyle that everyone wants to be part of. If they're not fucking me, who are they fucking? Mm. You know, these little these little geeks on Twitter and these, these, you know, tiny little nerds will be like, oh, he's paying them because they'd have to pay the exact same girl. Uh, this girl in the actual photo, she used to work for me for three years as a webcam model, actually. So she's a former employee of mine and a good friend of mine who I've known for about five years. Uh, two years ago, she quit webcam modeling and moved into the porn industry. I wished her luck. But, you know, she's taken a break from that for the last seven or eight months. She hasn't shot a boy-girl scene. I think she was tweeting about that very recently. And she was in Romania. She called me and asked what's up. And, you know, we hung out. That's it. You know, the, the, you know that my history with her is, is a very long friendship. And if anyone were actually in my face life or death challenging me as to whether or not I paid her, I could literally just show them the conversation that I have with her going back years. Oh, how's work? How's this? All good. When you next in Bucharest, you know, when you say friendship stuff. with women, do you like, is it the same kind of friendship that you've got with 
like your male friends, your brother, no. your you know your cousins, the guys that you travel with, or is it a completely no. different kind of friendship? No, zero percent. When I, when I mean friendship, it's like this: people always say, you know, and and I will use a derogatory word to describe women. I do sometimes. People always say, "Yeah, I've got my main chick and I've got my side chick," but they don't really understand what a side chick is. A side chick is just another main chick. A side chick is a fully blown loving relationship where she's completely loyal to you. She'll do anything you say. She is your girlfriend. She tells her girlfriends that she has a boyfriend. It's you. She doesn't talk to other men. That's what a side chick is. So you have your main chick and you have your side chicks. Most people have hoes and they'll be like, oh yeah, I've got side chicks. No, you don't. The kind of girl who isn't really yours, you'll see once every two or three months. If you're in the same place at the same time and you're bored, you'll go to bed together. That's not your side chick. She has nothing to do with you. She's just a hoe. She's like one of those wild Pokemon that you uh, encounter sometimes, but you never truly catch. So when I say friend, it's a more polite way of, of, of putting it that way. I mean, this girl literally, I last saw her over a year ago and she's been shooting porn scenes, etc. I don't count her as my side chick or my main chick or a chick of mine in any way. She's so when you say friend, it's along the same sort of context where when you see two yeah. lawyers in court and they're opposing <laughs> counsel, then he'll say my friend sort of thing. You know, just to sort I don't, of I don't, I, I don't have platonic female friends. Okay. The closest thing I have to platonic female friends that exist, the only women I will speak to and be completely platonic and friendly with are the girlfriends of my brother and my cousin and my friends. That's yeah. it. Those are the only females I will speak to and not. And not. Is, is your life um, similar in a sense to a guy like Dan Bilzerian? I mean, he's a very, like he's far more public and he's got a bigger reach with the Instagram thing. And he made yeah. that happen a, a number of years ago. But I mean, you're a guy that I can reach out to. Like I've got you on WhatsApp, but you know, I can reach yeah. out to you and say, hey, you know, what are you up to sort of thing. But I feel like well, your life is like his, but I don't even know if it's at another level. Like I feel like you guys live better you know, to some regard, because the way that you have no apologies to anything in a different sort there, of way. There's a debate with Dan Bilzerian. There's a debate whether he was legit, whether he's not, whether it's dad's money, whether he's, Do you you think know, he's actually legit? rich himself. I hoped he was for a very long time, but finding out that when all these stories came out, you know, that he's a big fake, but you know, people have written bullshit about me too. So I, I did my, I did my research and when it all came out, it was fake. It kind of upset me because I feel like, I like people like him existing to give that message to, you know, uh, I live how I want. I fuck who I want. I'm not going to get tied down. I'm not going to get divorced rate. I just put my dick in who, whichever model I like and everyone can leave me alone and I don't apologize. I like that being broadcast to the world because I actually think it's a healthy message for a lot of young men to hear. And it's, it's something that a lot of young men need to know is possible. So it's not like me finding out Santa wasn't real because I don't fucking idolize him. I don't idolize anybody. I'm a self-made man. I live in, in my own world. But at my level and my brother's level, you have to understand I've met women and fucked women who have been to his house, who have been to his parties. So I know his setup. His setup is he contacts the model agencies. They all sign NDAs. They shouldn't, she shouldn't have spoke to me. I'm not going to name drop her. Mm -hmm. They all sign NDAs. Uh, they get an allowance. They get their flights paid for. You can't, uh, all the, all, you can't yeah. rely on a woman signing an NDA to keep her mouth shut, can you? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Clearly. Obviously not. Uh, they get an allowance, a weekly expenditure. Now, he doesn't actually pay them for sex, but they're flown in. They're paid for. They're, uh, you know, they're, they're given money to hang out with him, and he does fuck some of them. Now, that's very different from my setup. Typically, my setup was for many, many years, I would approach women and meet them and seduce them in the old fashioned way. And within a few months, they were earning money for me to make me richer, either on webcam or a platform like OnlyFans or something like that. So I see myself on a higher level because I distinguish the difference between being a customer and, and being a provider of the, of the service. 
You know, I'm the, I'm the guy who gets money because he has women, not the guy who spends his money to get women near him. Uh, but I liked the message he was he was spreading out there. Is my life similar to his? I don't know. He is the king of Instagram. Good for him. I mean, he's a he's a big big boy on Instagram. I'm uh, I'm about three hundred and something thousand followers. Each time I get new cars, etc., it jumps by ten fifteen thousand. Uh, I will climb up there eventually, but that's not why I'm doing it. I don't post as often as I should. I don't take my Instagram as as serious as I could. A lot of the fun things I do aren't on my Instagram. If I took it more seriously, I think I could be bigger. But my life is certainly amazing. I haven't lived this life. How do you how do you distinguish what part of your life gets to be shown on Instagram versus what you reserve to to be kept private? Well, it's all down to I don't care about my Instagram audience. For me, it's how much trouble is this going to cause me? So, in the last episode of Take with other women or with. The um, yeah, just, just, or with, in no, no, with a, in general, but usually with other women, with people. I mean, there's last episode of Take Confidential, mine and my brother's kind of YouTube vlog, where we just sometimes whip out our phones when we're doing shit and we edit the footage together. I was on a camping trip. We rented these big tents in the in the Transylvania mountains, kind of glamping more than camping. Mm-hmm. But I was with three different women. Now, all the women who know me know who these three are. And after that episode was released, it was all, oh, why didn't I get invited? Why didn't you bring me on it? Because you don't like her and she doesn't like her and it's it's chess and it's politics and it gets me in trouble. So that's what I think about before I post things on social media. I don't care about my audience and what they'd like to see. Mm -hmm. I think, is this going to get me in trouble? Is this going to cause me unnecessary headache and unnecessary grief? You know, I want to keep my life happy. So I'm happy having all the pictures of the women, all the pictures of me partnering with girls in my phone. And I don't need to show anybody. I, I just don't like it's not it's not why I do it. Do you think that there's a chunk of the guys out there that purport to hold out to the public that there are authorities on women and dating that are full of crap that are I think oh, this is a this is a slippery slope I'm going to go down but slide I down, think man slide down. Yeah it's, man there are you know let's go down the there are road. there are people who I think can teach certain things to different calibers of men. But in terms of just having it nailed, in terms of what, what I refer to as living in God mode, like I have, I can't have as much sex per day as the number of really beautiful women who want to have sex with me. I don't have that many hours because I'm busy driving supercars and doing other shit. This is why I describe my life as God mode. It's, it's unlimited resources, essentially. And I think it's very easy to, to, on the internet, because so many men are in a horrible position right now so many men are living lives where they're failing with women they're failing on the sexual battlefield they're failing in the sexual marketplace they have no clue that it's very easy to be a pretender i mean i'm a martial artist i come from a kickboxing background and there are some gyms especially in the united states they're referred to as mcdojos when someone doesn't know how to fight doesn't know karate doesn't know kickboxing doesn't know taekwondo but he's teaching other people how to fight and you know because it's very cool to have men look up to you and be like yeah this guy's a badass they don't want to put in the years of hard training. They don't want to do the actual work. They just want people to admire them as some sort of authority on something that's badass and whooping people's ass and having sex with a bunch of beautiful women is a badass thing to do. And on Twitter, it's very, very easy. I mean, don't even get me started on anonymous accounts. Rivalino, like, are you joking? The the mask, yeah. Bro, the mask slips occasionally. He once bragged about having sex with seven different women in five day, in five years. The, the mask slipped off. And you saw for a second underneath that like seven in five years, I've literally done seven in, in 48 hour periods of time. And, and for, for him to be an authority that people listen to, it just goes to show this, the state of men as a whole is, is, is lost. It's, it's terrible for these yeah, people to be authorities. They're all yeah, fake. 90%. 
90 percent 90 percent the guys who claim to sleep yeah. with beautiful women and bed beautiful women 90 percent now there are people like rollo tomasi who and rollo talks shit about me sometimes but you know let me tell you something i have friends who will be like i was married and i read his book and his book saved my life mm-hmm. i haven't read rollo's but i've read one actually on audiobook but mm-hmm. I don't need the work of, of Rollo Tomasi. But when people who I respect say, yeah, his work saved my life, I mean, like, I'm like, you know what? Cool, that Rollo guy obviously knows something. But Rollo doesn't run around saying I fuck all the pussy. This, this is why I don't I don't have anything really bad to say about him. But loads of guys claim that they do fuck all the pussy and no one shows receipts. No one is like, here are all the women I'm sleeping with. I mean, you just pulled up one of my tweets. I, I, I used to run that anonymous account where every day I was tweeting the women I slept with. Yeah, that was a very actual, actual, small... Following actual, there too, and yeah. I was privileged enough to see all of that. I've still got that. I run an Instagram account now that has no followers and it's private. But each time I sleep with a new woman starting at this year, I just upload a picture of her for myself because it makes me happy to see it. And uh, f- when you're playing at my level, 90% of the guys out there claiming to date women, sleep with women, meet women, pull women, they're all fake. No one's showing their cards. No one's showing their, their – uh, me and my brother had the analogy. We we're saying if we're fishermen – and we all talked about fishing all day long. Me and Andrew are the guys on Instagram with our huge catches, weighing them, saying, this is my fish, this is my fish. Everyone just talks about fishing all day. Where's everyone's fucking fish? Where are the pictures? Where's the evidence? You know, It's, it's, it's mind-blowing that these guys still can have such a large audience showing zero receipts. Zero. Yeah. Not even one. A non-accounts are dangerous. The worst. And uh, often quite deceptive. I mean, why are they hiding? You know, why can't we see... You know what's going on. You see it in all oh. kinds of different genres out there. It's not just in spaces like this, too, right? I mean, you see it everywhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, you know the answer already. Mm. You know the answer. Why can't we see them? Because what they are saying they do and what they claim to have doesn't exist. Illimitable man is uh, tell your son this is is world renowned for his. Yeah, I've been blocked by a mindset. lot of those guys. Yeah, I've been blocked, oh, blocked by a lot by of those guys because yeah. I called them out I'm, on their shit. Yeah, not I mean, as much as you guys. Got- I mean, you guys, you guys destroyed <laughs> that guy with 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 like one week of material. I think right. Yeah, yeah. The, um, the, who, the, the, the Jordy guy. Uh, no, the tell guy your who, son this guy. That guy. Because son this, yeah, because yeah, he was yeah. chasing one of the girls that was in your cam studio or something, was it? Yeah, or was that yeah, the Jordy guy? No, well, that's, that's it's, it's both of them. Oh, okay. So, And, you know, there's a few names. There's a, oh, man. I, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. But very recently, a couple months ago, one of these, I'm a playboy, I'm this, I'm that, who doesn't tell anyone his real identity with the exact same email address he uses on his... Uh, with the exact same email address he uses on his his mailing list, etc., had signed up to an OnlyFans account and was tipping one of my girls' money. So you know who you are, my friend. This beer's this beer's on you, I guess. Thank you very much. But uh, you need to get off the internet telling men that you know how to get laid because I've read your messages and they're really fucking sad. <laughs> they're really sad. Rich, you know what? You know what? Fuck it. I, do I say his name? Do I just tell you? You know what? Just just uh, send it over to me on the WhatsApp. You know, I will. I will. I will. Yeah, I will. do it. Because <laughs> now I gotta know. <laughs> give me one minute. Give me. Like, give me. Give me thirty seconds. Ask your next next question. I'll I'll track it down. Um, what is more important, you cars or girls? Um, I think it has to be girls, doesn't it? I mean, it has to be girls. I feel like because... I feel like Andrew's the car guy and you're the girl guy. Yeah, we we both like. Wait, here you come. Here it comes. This is uh him sending me a seventy five dollar tip, and I did all the verification. I don't know if you know who this guy is. He's quite big. I mean, 10,000 something followers, but he has courses on how to meet women, etc. Here we go. Oh, do you, oh, do you know oh, who that no. is? Yeah. Do you know? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I do. Mm, now the, the, I've got the messages, the tips, the this, the that. And I, I don't dislike him. 
I don't want to put it out there, but what? Why are you teaching that you know how to yeah. get women when when you're bored and horny on a Saturday night? You're signing up to OnlyFans models and talking shit to them. Like you know I what? don't get it. With that stuff, that's dangerous because I mean, there's a lot of guys that put themselves in a position of some serious exposure, and you could mm. cause some problems for guys like that. I mean, I, you're a gentleman I mean, for not doing that. Because his, his br- yeah, and, and you know what? His brand is over if I put that out there. And that's just one of the guys, right? Like, I've, uh, oh, that's one. Yeah. Like, I've seen a lot of guys exposed in, in different ways and senses where they've they've been proven to, like, hire prostitutes and they yeah. brag about a notch count or yeah, they I brag know. about having serious frame, but then there's a phone recording of them getting their ass kicked by their girlfriend or something like that. Yeah, I know, I know. Um, it's, you know uh, it's popped up over the, over the, the time. So, I think, so... I, I think that's one of the reasons me and Andrew are so hard and so uh, so um, aggressive out there is because – and I seriously fucking mean it. I have no skeletons in my closet. Mm. If one of these women – because I retweet women who I fuck. Famous women, big women, uh, porn stars, whatever it is. Well, hell hath if, no fury, if, fury yeah. like a woman scorn, right? So, and I mean, if, they would yeah, – and if, right? if one of them – yeah, all it takes is one of them to say, yeah, Tristan paid me 500 bucks. Yeah. That's it. My, my Me, my brand, who I say I am. The image is shattered, you know, years, reputations take years to build a seconds to shatter, but it's not going to happen. So I don't mind calling everyone out. I don't mind talking shit about everybody because it's not going to happen. I haven't got any secrets. Yeah. People, you know, people ask me, Tristan, did you have a hair transplant? Yeah, my hair was thinning. Um, Like, like I just tell people, you know, what what I do. Do you, oh, do you have kids? Yeah. I'm going to tell yeah. you their names, but I have kids. Yeah. Like, fuck everyone. I, yeah, I'm we'll talk about them. stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, so I want to go back to the to the car and the girls thing. Um, yeah. You guys have a lot of toys. It, it, like, how do? Mm. What kind of cars do you have right now? Because I mean, I lost count after about a, like ten or a dozen. Yeah. I feel like yeah. you've got twenty or thirty now, and you've got a few we on have, order too. We have if if everything that I have on order showed up tomorrow, I would have twenty eight vehicles. Right. And on order, I know that Andrew just ordered a, a 765LT Spider, and you've got a Bugatti yep. Chiron on order as yep. well, right? And uh, yep, Aston Martin Valhalla. They're only making, I think, 60 of those. That's on order. And Valhalla, we just ordered... is that that race car with the ground effects and the little yes, LED lights on the back? Yep. yep. And um, the. How are the Aston uh, you know... Martins, by the way? Because I've only driven a, a older DBS, like the James Bond from Casino Real. How are they? Like, are they fast cars? Are they more of a GT no. car? Like, how does it compare to yeah, the Lambos GT. and the GT? They're much slower. They're GT cars, but I, I'm a big guy. They're very, very comfortable. I love the sound that they make. Yeah. Um, I, they're just sexy. I like everything about them. My Aston might be my favorite car, and my BMW M5 is faster than my Aston. Mm-hmm. Like the Aston's not not a super sports car, but driving it, I took. Uh, I was with uh, our, our our mutual. Friend. I don't know if you know him actually. I don't know if he's a mutual friend, but Sterling Cooper. He, he oh was, yeah, uh, I know Sterling well. Yeah, he, he was he was driving through the mountains with me, and uh, my 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 brother was in the McLaren 765LT, incredibly fast car. My friend was in the the Porsche. We lent him my Porsche, and I was in the Aston Martin. So I was in front trying to get away from these other two cars, which is an impossible task in the yeah. car that I was on. But the fact that it's on the edge all the time, it's an exhilarating, fun drive, even though you're going slower than some other vehicles. And, who's he, a, and he loved it. Who's a better driver, you or Andrew? Andrew, you know, Andrew will say him. <laughs> you know what? Andrew will say it's him. But I just I'm I like to be safer. Mm. Let's just say that. So so the world might say it's him because he'd do a trap time faster. But I just I just don't want I don't get any extra adrenaline by almost dying. That doesn't do much for me. You know what how would you how would you describe the difference between like the Lamborghini Huracan and the McLaren 720? 
or the, the 765. The I think you got rid of the 720, right? Yeah, but let's let's talk 720 because 720 is an amazing car, and 765s are they're they're quite new. A lot more people it's, are familiar with. It's the, like a 720, 720 turned up to 11. Yeah, now, the yeah. 720s is one of the funnest cars in the world. When, have you had any reliability problems with yours? Just bullshit, any, like sensors. The air brake sensor doesn't on. go down. Yeah, just random yeah. stuff. But the okay. car, well, no, but no, the car no, mechanically yeah. is very sound. Yeah, good, good. I had the same thing. It would like the electrics would go off and they would go into limp mode for no reason. But that's one of the only reasons I got rid of it because the Lamborghini Huracan is an amazing car, but you couldn't crash that if you tried. It's you very could difficult. be, you yeah. could flick around the corner, slam the wheel, it will straighten itself out, even if you let go of the steering wheel. I can't explain it. It is impossible to, to crash. It's like riding a motorcycle with, with, with a sidecar on it, you know? The McLaren 720S will let you crash. You mm -hmm. could crash one of those if you made a mistake. So it's a lot more of a visceral driving experience because you could very easily fuck up on, in a 720S and end up in a, in a fireball, which kind of makes it fun. You know, if you're, yeah, I, I've done it a few times. The amount of power in the back wheels, you know, it's slightly damp outside, maybe a bit cold. You're, you're turning the corner. You go to accelerate out the corner before the wheels totally straight and you, you almost spin around in a circle. Like it's, it's a scary experience. So, uh, they're for, they're for better drivers, I'd say. When when I see young guys be like, "Yeah, I made money on fucking Bitcoin or it's, some, it's always a crypto dork." I'm buying my first supercar, mm -hmm. and they 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 start asking me like, "Oh, should I get a McLaren?" I'm like, "So so so wait a minute. So your first car was a Volkswagen Golf. You had that, and now you want a McLaren 720s? Okay, yeah, I'll see you at your funeral. Just get a Lamborghini, <laughs> get a get a get a Ferrari, get something something more usable that you that you can drive without having an a, 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 a insane skill level. You've had supercars for ages." And yeah. you went from the Audi, and now you've got the McLaren 720S, and you know the McLaren's harder to drive. It, but you've driven a powerful car before. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's hard it's, it's hard mode. Yeah, it's, it's supercars on hard mode. That's what the, the, the McLarens are. And what about the Ferrari and the Porsche? Like, how does that compare to the other supercars? Porsches are the best, mechanically the best cars ever made. They're not as sexy. They're not as loud. They're a lot more boring looking. They'll turn fewer heads. But mechanically, they are the, the best cars ever if i you, you know, guys don't have a turbo s in the stable do you no no we don't yet well, a friend of mine's got have... the 991 turbo s and he had a software yeah. tune and downpipes done on it and i swear to god tristan i sat at a light once and i said let it rip and i just looked over at the front wheel of the car and the fucking car wheelies like the front wheel comes up in the air when he launches yeah. it and yeah. it's gone like i can't catch it until i'm not going to say the speed i was doing but <laughs> like throw you yeah. in jail type of speed. But after that speed, that's when the 720 is faster than the yes. Porsche. Yeah, the, the McLaren off is the, unbelievable. Yeah. The McLaren off the line is always going to struggle because it just, it doesn't put the power down fast enough. Yeah, but when, when you're rolling, if you're, if you're rolling on the, on the motorway, even if you're going 50, 60, 70 miles an hour and someone tries to come past you, there are very few cars on earth that there was um there was play. a short clip i think you guys put out somewhere on social media um andrew was driving the lt and i think you were in the huracan and yeah. on the highway yeah. it just it just left it like it was a jetta yeah yeah and and literally and people would be like really you put your foot down oh yeah. did you change gears at the right time i'm like motherfucker yeah. i've been driving a huracan for four <laughs> years i know when to change gear i was yeah. actually driving it it's that i was quick. driving fast and it's that quick yeah it is actually that fast yeah um but uh yeah mclaren's are going to get much much better. Is it true that they that Audi's bought them, or is that a rumor? Yeah, there was a rumor that that Audi wanted to buy McLaren for I think the Formula One tech to get into Formula yeah. One racing. I think yeah. it would be a good thing for McLaren, but from what I understand, they vehemently denied it because they weren't happy with the offer. 
or something like that. Um, I'm sure it's coming because Volkswagen did a did great things for Ducati. They did great things for Lamborghini. Yeah. Um, you know, I hope they do buy McLaren because they'll hopefully hash out the bullshit, you know, lights that go off and exactly, stupid technical yeah. things. And- nothing, nothing made in Germany. Nothing with German engineering is going to is going to have stupid faults like that. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the only reason I got rid of the McLaren 720S reliability issues. But it was one of the funnest cars I think I've ever driven. It's what like about a go Ferrari because you guys steroids. have a super fast too, don't you? Yeah, the A12 super fast. That's a that's a very impressive car. It's a GT when you want it to be, but because it's got rear wheel steering, it corners like a much shorter pointier car. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's I a very have rear wheel steering. Yeah, it does. So it's a very strange driving experience. It's really long. You're in the cities, parking it can be annoying. GT very very comfortable, very big. You can just hit the motorways and just cruise. You know, you're not going to have any back problems like I do with my Lamborghini. But when you do start hammering it on the mountain roads, it feels like it shrinks by three feet somehow. Yeah. It's so uh, it's it's quite miraculous, and, and I, I I do like the Ferraris. Somebody, it's the first um, Ferrari I've driven that I liked. Somebody asked me, um, you know, what I thought of the differences between the R8 and the McLaren, and I got rid of the R8 a few months ago. I, I actually took a nice profit off it. You know, everybody's always like, "Oh, you don't know anything about cars; you're going to lose money." It's like, yeah, bitch, I made twenty five grand selling that thing. Um, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, but they asked me at the time, like, you know, what's the difference between the two cars? And I said, you know what, the R8's a pleasant seven, the McLaren's a cunty ten. Basically, is the way that I would boil it down. You know, it's a bitchy ten. Yeah. It's 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 yeah. a far better car, but it comes with. Um, all issues. sorts of drama. Yeah, it comes yeah. with drama, basically. Yeah, yeah, no, completely true, completely true. But man, what uh, what's your opinion? There are people. So here's you know people talk about you know having girls and blah blah blah. And I call those guys fake all the time. I've started to call all the crypto guys fake, all the people who say that they've got money, because there was a meme four years ago, five years ago, when Bitcoin first started creeping up from three and a half thousand during that ice age. Mm. Bitcoin was rising, Bitcoin was rising, and everyone was putting the hashtag when Lambo, Mm. when Lambo, when Lambo. It was a meme that the crypto guys spread fucking everywhere. And all these guys who talk about money were like, oh, crypto's up, when Lambo, when Lambo. I'm like, even if you had five Bitcoin at three and a half thousand dollars, you'd have a Lambo today, surely. No one has a Lambo. And it's not about having an actual Lambo. But now that no one has supercars, no one's showing their financial receipts. Yeah. It's become a thing to criticize guys with supercars like it somehow makes you poor. People be like, yeah, I know I real know. rich guys and they don't buy supercars. I'm like, well, who's buying the, the Bugatti cost 4.2 million euros. If rich people aren't buying them, who's buying them? Yeah, I don't understand like that that um, you know that trope or that soundbite that these guys come up with, like you know what a waste of money or just buy a Tesla bro or some shit like that. It's like, dude, you don't understand. I mean, if you don't like fast cars, then go sit in your corner and shut up and mind your own business because it's not a conversation that I want to invite you into, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there's a whole like when Lambo this this that and the other thing. But it but it also drives you to the idea of why is the used car market like why is the supercar market so overly inflated? Like for the first time since I've been following um, exotic cars, like I think yeah. the 12C was the first McLaren that came out, and they were notorious, yes. you know, for depreciating very very quickly. And I wasn't expecting to make any money off the 720, right? Like I figured oh, I'll yeah. buy it; it'll be a loss, whatever. You know, it's just fun. Um, but the value of, of even McLarens have gone up now, right? Like, I don't know what it's like in Europe right now, but here, I think I paid 280 for it, but it's worth like 320, 325 right now. And I've put 10,000 kilometers on it. Mm. Well, right? the like, thing is this, the value of currency, and this is something that my brother talks about a lot, the inflation is out yeah. of control. And yeah, people, people six, will be people. 6.2%, I think. Yeah. And people will be posting these things about, well, this is the price of a turkey one year to another. No, no, no. 
you really see the power of inflation, the power of currency getting weaker and money getting much, much weaker when you own expensive things like Rolexes, McLarens, Ferraris, because everyone with money is just buying them because they know that the $300,000 that they're buying them with, give it four or five more years, is going to be worth so much less that the cars, yeah. the yeah, the dollar's depreciating faster than the McLarens. That's yeah. what's happening today. So, um, yeah. So there's your pro money tip. Convert that money into supercars. Absolutely. You know, buy a supercar. And you know what? It's not just a money tip. It's not just a money tip. Let's pretend. Let's pretend I was. And no, no, no. We don't even have to pretend. I was once 26 and a half. And me and my brother bought an Aston Martin with our joint funds. And at the time that we bought this car for 80,000 pounds, our total bank balance was around 80,000 pounds. Now, people call this insane. Now, mm -hmm. now, when I buy a supercar, it's like it doesn't matter anymore because our, our trajectory was going up. But at that time, I was like, look, Andrew, we're making money. Our trajectory is going up. We're going to be able to, you know. Was that in the webcam days in the early days? Yeah, the, the very the early days. days of, no, it was the, the very early days of the webcam days. I was like, look, Andrew, right. I think we cracked the code. We're going to make more money. But we've got 80,000. Do we really spend 80,000 on a car? And me, we both came to the same conclusion is if it all went wrong, if we lost everything, we're two dudes, I can't remember exactly how old I was, 25 and 26, driving around in an Aston Martin. We're at 25 and 26, we had supercar money and we yeah. legitimately purchased ourselves an Aston. And that that's cool. That's a very cool accolade to have. So it's not just financial advice. It's fucking life advice. If you could buy a supercar, fucking buy one because you only get one spin around this planet. There's no point waiting until you're 76 years old and you finally cash in your 401k and then you could barely climb in and out of your Lamborghini. Because no one gives a fuck then. Yeah, you don't want to you be know, driving do, do that it. car when you're yeah. old, man. Trust me. No, no, no. Yeah, do it while you how, can. How does how does owning exotic cars open up uh, networking opportunities for you? Because this is <laughs> something you guys must have a lot of experience with. You yeah. know, with the garage that you have. Well, well, massively. I mean, it, online, all the car guys. What you have to understand about the people who run the car channels, the car bloggers, the car uh, influencers, etc. Most of them don't have any cars. So when rumors circulate that I bought the uh, the Aston Martin Valhalla, when rumors circulate that I bought the Chiron Pure Sport, they're all hitting me up. Oh, you know, people with millions and millions of subscribers. Hey, man, can I test drive your car for my channel? Blah blah. blah. And now, now I'm saying no. I'm yeah. saying no. Look, I'm big enough on social media. I don't need a bunch of car nerds following me. And, and plus, well, I'm going to be in your video. No, you're just going to borrow my car. Why don't you go fuck yourself and buy your own? Yeah. So it opens up doors, but I slam them in a lot of people's faces because because I don't I don't feel like I need them anymore. But in terms of networking, I mean, man, if I didn't have the war room, the number one networking way of networking is, is, is supercar meetings. Is supercar it is. Clubs. It's, it's a way to get together and you guarantee not everyone is rich. Not everyone's a multimillionaire, but you're guaranteed to meet people there that can at least afford to buy a $100,000 car. So you don't even need a, need a Ferrari or a Lambo or a McLaren. I think that, that you can get away. I mean, from an entry level point, if you're a younger guy, you don't have that much yeah. money. I think you can get away with like a, like a Porsche Cayman or like a, a Boxster spider or something like that. It's or enough a nice of a Mustang car that maybe, yeah, like know. it's enough of a car that they won't tell you to get lost. It, but yeah, you know, they may not spend as much time with you or invite you to come sit at their table when you guys are having dinner sort of thing. Exactly. Now, now the Bugatti, I'm going to be invited to Bugatti have their own events. Yeah, they have, they have their own events. events. And, and yeah. And if, and if you read the, there's that stupid thing that goes around, oh, the average Bugatti owner has three planes and a yacht and this and that. I don't have a yacht. I don't have three planes. I don't have a lot of the stuff that the other Bugatti owners have, but I'm going to be sitting at the same table as them. 
So if you think that's not a networking opportunity, and plus Bugattis have historically never, ever lost money. People are like, oh, it's 4.2 million for a car. Yeah. And if I, if I come to sell it, I can sell it in one day, by the way. It's going to call, take one phone call to sell a car. I call, the one, I call the one guy who sells them in Europe, and he has buyers lined up. Mm. And if if the worst case should happen, and it doesn't go up in value, it's my 4.2 million again. It's just parking the money somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's it. So, so I'm not going to lose money on it. But the networking opportunities that open with that are going to be insane. Yeah, I've often said, I mean, you don't want to be the smartest guy in the room, right? If you yeah, exactly. if you find you that you're the smartest guy in the room, get out of the room and get in a better room. So you can yeah. put yourself in a room with guys with three, five. I mean, this is this is God mode sort of stuff that we're talking about here. But you can put yourself in a room that with guys that own three jets and a $70 million super yacht because it's a Bugatti event. You guys aren't, aren't there yet, but you put yourself in that room that allows you to network, right? There's a pro exactly. tip there for you guys. I mean, just distill that down to whatever level that you're at. This is just the Bugatti yeah. level now. Precisely, precisely. And even even inside of the war room, I mean, everyone's like, oh, Andrew Tate runs this organization. Yeah, he does. And it's an amazing organization, but he's not the richest man in the war room. I think we're not even in the top 10 richest men inside of the war room. There are guys in the war room with net worths of 500 plus million. There are, yeah. there are real big fish in that organization. Yeah. And it's, yeah. like, it's not just Andrew, you know, with people who are below him and his fans and stuff. You know, business deals are struck between dudes who are above me and dudes who are above them inside of that organization that don't have anything to do with me, you know, which is which is a very cool thing to see happen. But, uh, yeah, you don't want to be the smartest man in the room. Let me, just, let me just throw a few of these you. up here before I lose track of them. Uh, Dragos says, who was it? Can't tell you, bro. It's it's confidential. Um, F22 says, Rich and Tristan, would you date a woman like Ronda Rousey or Misha Tate? Who's Misha Tate? She's a UFC fighter who follows me on Instagram. Okay. We follow each other on Instagram. Uh, like, like muscular chicks do nothing for me. And I and I put this on Twitter at one one point, and a bunch of nerds try to run me up the flagpole, like, you know, yeah. like over the whole. Like, I, I don't like women with abs. I don't like. I want a feminine figure. I want an hourglass, boobs and butt. Like that's what I'm attracted to. I don't know. Like, what do you think about these like muscular fighter chicks? Well, I I completely agree. I, I've dated a few of those uh, fitness kind of influencer. Uh, chicks they're not really my it's not my go-to it's not my it's not my mo i've dated a few but these fighter chicks it's not so much their bodies that i find unattractive i think the want and and it's something i understand very well you have to understand the the want and the need and the uh desire to go and prove yourself in physical combat get your face smashed up get your nose broken so it's bent like mine it's such a masculine trait Mm -hmm. i don't want that around me i like feminine energy I like a woman who knows she's weak and scared and respects me and makes my coffee and makes my tea. I don't want the woman here next to me punching a punch bag. Like yeah. that's not going to make my dick hard at yeah. all. So no, I don't find those those type of women appealing. Uh, really, you know, it's just not my just not my thing. My buddy Nick's in the chat. One of my friends bought a seven twenty in March. He's been at, it's been at the shop seventy percent of the time. Best alert yet, limp home. Yeah, just like mine. Limp home is the because it says limp mode on the yeah. dash. I feel your pain, brother. And it's some people get lucky with them. Rich, you've been quite lucky with yours so far. I have a friend in Poland, a uh, really big car guy. Yeah. Uh, he has a 720S, never had a single issue with it. I, like it, some people, it get wasn't lucky. too bad. Like I, I mean, I'll kind of um, you know expose it because I did a video the other day on the on the total cost of owning the car for the first season. It was it was twenty grand, but but fourteen odd thousand of it was probably. Uh, went into the glass panels because I had to re- replace them both because they cracked and newsflash yeah, yeah. they cracked again very shortly after I had them changed but they're under warranty for a year so I'm going to get them done in the spring but 
for the most part, mechanically, the McLarens are very reliable transmission engine. It's just the bullshit sensors. Like I remember, you know, I was on a rally and my girl closed the door and then this thing kept flashing on the dashboard. I'm like, you know, I'd, I had to bring it back to the dealer for an oil change or something else. And I asked him about it like, oh, well, the sequence for the car is you have to start the car. Then you close the door because if you close the door before you start it. It doesn't know that it's, yeah. it's like, really? Yeah. Like who who's the over like who's the guy that was like drunk the night before working at McLaren that like coded that? Yeah, it's it's very it's very stupid. It's very stupid. bizarre. And um, yeah, 70 <clears throat> percent of the time that was that was what mine was like, though. I remember of the year McLaren told me it was in. Of the 365 days, it was in the shop for something like 250 of them. Yeah, and you don't and have I a just, McLaren dealer in Bucharest, do you? No, you we don't. So we have, Germany. We, it's it's the only one we don't have. Bucharest has everything yeah. from Rolls-Royce, Lamborghini, Bentley. It just doesn't have McLaren. I've got to ship it all the way to Germany, and it's a headache. It's what a headache. about so the LT? How, how's that car been for you? It's been so far so good. The, the LT I have now, I've, I've sent it to Germany for an upgrade because I'm getting the the carbon hood and the carbon wing and all the carbon packages because of the convertible I'm getting has all that carbon stuff. Matches on it. it yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm switching over to match. So you'll see the new photos of the LT. Is it, is it true that they canceled the glass panels on the roofs of the 720s? Cause too many of them were cracking. They had to replace them under warranty. Uh, maybe it might be, it, it wouldn't surprise me. I've never, I've never heard it, but I've never heard it, but that's, that definitely sounds like the truth. Does, that, does, I mean, the, does the LT coupe that you have, does it have carbon fiber, roof panels or are they the plastic ones or are they glass they're glass i believe oh, oh they are I glass i think they're glass i can't okay. i've only, I've, i literally only drove it about 10 times before i sent it back and i can't go outside and look right now see, so <laughs> see that's an yeah. that's an interesting problem to have because i mean you could ask me anything about one of my two cars and i'll tell you anything about it but when you got 20 plus cars you forget <laughs> no, about them yeah i was no honestly i was like that i will i will drive some of my cars i haven't driven in a while and someone will go to open the door and little things that change in every car, like how to unlock the door. Yeah. Is it on the steering wheel? Is it up here on the roof? Is it down here? Is it on the right? I'll literally be my own car looking around like this for yeah, the button yeah, to unlock yeah, the car. Yeah. I just reach over and, and, and push the door handle. Yeah, it's frustrating because so it, yeah. every brand yeah. lays things out differently, right? Slightly differently, yeah. So so indicators and transmission and stuff, you, you always get the hang of. But the little things, the little buttons, like opening the trunk, like you forget that. You forget with all the cars I've got, I forget it all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, how did you guys get started? I think it was, it was first fighting. Then it was the, um, webcam girls. Look, uh, webcam girls were, were mine Landry's big break and, and yeah. you can't make it as wasn't much fighting money. Then. No, I mean, fighting makes some money yeah. and Andrew especially was a very successful kickboxer, four-time world champion. His belts are sitting right behind me right now. Yeah. But you know, the most he ever got paid for a fight and he says it's openly is 50 grand. By the time you pay your trainer and your manager 10% each, you got to eat, you got to train for 12 weeks. I mean, if you work out the hours you put in, you're making 15 bucks an hour. Like it's, it's not amazing money. Right. And, um, but, but kickboxing and being who we were physically, and we were always very out, very out there. We were always very good with women. That's what helped us. Cause you can't just come along and start a webcam studio. Women aren't just going to go, Oh yeah, I'll come get naked at your house mm -hmm. for money. Like, and, and keep in mind that the women that we'd hire from, for webcam modeling, people are disillusioned. They think that like I drive around the streets, the avenues and pick girls up off the boulevard and said, come on, I'm rescuing you. You're doing this now. I mean, I'm talking girls who worked in stores. My best ever girl work, used to work in a bathroom store selling toilets and baths and showers, like normal ass girls. And to convince them to work? come like and You went in to get it. towels or something like that and you uh, saw her and you just started no, no, no. chatting her up, no, turned yeah, into no, a date you, and you, then you, you made her one of your girls? <laughs> Uh, sometimes, yes, yeah. not with that one particularly, but you'd find on, on dating apps and just the, the same way you'd hit up any normal girl. Because when mm -hmm. we started the studio, 
broke or not, it's why I don't accept people saying women only like you because you're rich. Yeah, some women are attracted to the fun lifestyle I have. But when I was flat broke, me and Andrew had lots of girlfriends each. And we told all of them, okay, now you're webcam models. And half of them broke up with us. Half of them left straight away. And the other half became our first batch of webcam girls. And a couple of years later, we were millionaires. So that was certainly financially our big break. And then it, it takes money to make money, they say. We've done yeah. plenty of other things since making our first million that have put us on Bugatti money. So aside, but, from, uh, aside from the webcam girls, um, what else contributed to the Bugatti money? Like the big uh, things? The big things. Uh, you know what? I, I, won't, I, I won't say the two biggest things. I won't say the two biggest things. But the third biggest thing was cryptocurrency. And it wasn't that I was one of these guys with so much foresight and so uh, so much genius and so much tech uh, savvy intellect that I was like, oh, this cryptocurrency, it's amazing. It's good. It's that. I just liked how easy it was. So I was buying Bitcoin when they were $3,000 with my webcam money, tens of thousands of dollars of Bitcoin. My net worth would be half of what it is if I'd never invested in cryptocurrency. But at the time, I didn't see it as an investment. I was in a world where the people I was dealing with took crypto. It was easier for me to take their crypto than to take big bank payments. And it just all fell into place. So that, that certainly doubled my, my lender's net worth. But and, anyone who knows anyone who knows anything about us would, would, can do the math and work that out. Yeah. And um, you guys have dabbled in not just Bitcoin, but quite a few other cryptocurrencies too, right? Oh, and yeah. When I, when I say Bitcoin, I mean cryptocurrency as a whole. I'm yeah, keeping it simple yeah. for the but but it, but inside of I'm telling you inside of the war room some of the calls that have been made inside of the war room I mean if you look up Solana it's a cryptocurrency I had never heard of one of the when did you guys, get in on that I got in at nine dollars yeah you and one of the war room guys who had you know, had had read the white paper I was like all about it on that one yeah exactly he shielded inside the war room that I mean that made me half the half the money of a Bugatti as it is just that one little how call. do you so. So let me ask you this question for the people watching, because um, I think this is a good you know, conversation piece. How do you establish where to go pile in money when it comes to cryptocurrency? Because, I mean, you don't dick around with like, you know, let's throw a thousand at this and three thousand at that. It's like, OK, you want to make, I'm assuming, like game changing money. You want to turn 50 grand into a million dollars, right? Like, yeah. how do you how do you decide where? To, because, you know, 50 grand for anybody especially somebody that was not born with a silver spoon in their mouths like you guys, you know, at some point, I'm mm. sure you both remember being poor, right? Oh, of course. How do you, how like do you decide where to throw like, you know, 50 grand into like, how do you I'll take be honest. that risk? I'll be perfectly honest. And this is, and I, I will, I will, I will happily, happily give all the credit to some of the guys inside of the war. We have a, a dedicated crypto room in there. For those who don't know who the war room is, it's a, it's a, Let's, let's say it's a network. It's a, a networking organization that is owned by my brother. I'm just a member like, like anybody else. But there is a crypto room in there with some of the smartest crypto mine, uh, mines uh, in the world. People who launch ICOs, people who launch their own coins, people who are huge in the, in the mining industry. Uh, guys in Texas who, who you know are some of the biggest Bitcoin miners in the United States. I'm not, I'm not going to say any of their names, but they, they exist inside of the war room. And when they say... I believe in this coin because X, Y, and Z. Here is its use case. Here is this. I'd advise going in. I'm now at the financial level. Well, I can literally just read that and say, okay, let's go in 100K, 150, 200K. I, I, went, I went in recently and uh, I don't know how badly this is going to age. UOS Ultra. Mm -hmm. UOS, UOS Ultra, They some my friend had heard that Bethesda Game Studio had teamed up with them and that was going to be the token used in, inside of Bethesda's games. And even I, who don't play video games, know who Bethesda Game Studios are. Mm -hmm. So I went, in, I went in for 200K just recently. 
and 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 crypto's dipped now, but it's still worth 220. 20 k in the last um, week. Where do you um like hold your crypto to deal with minimizing tax liabilities? Like, is Romania a well, tax friendly uh, it's country not, for it's, crypto? Or I, 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 well, I would never discuss how I hold my crypto on the internet. Because it's just bad practice. It's yeah, like I'm not saying the public information, yeah. but like, you know, country-wise yeah. for like tax liability yeah. reasons. Although I, I with, with the crypto I have, with, with in Romania, I have, I have actual businesses. I own casinos. I pay all the taxes that are necessary for my casinos. The Romanian government and the tax authorities are all very happy with me. Everything is completely above board. But I will say publicly right here, right now, I store my crypto in a way nobody can steal it. So if anyone's watching this thinking, oh, this guy has a bunch of crypto, let me find out this about him. You're not going to find my crypto anywhere. So it's, it's all very safely stored. You know, you need physical keys and you need to go to physical banks to get hold of my crypto. So, yeah, yeah I'll just put that out there in case anyone gets any smart ideas. Do you think that it's the best store of value today? Um, I think it's the easiest store of value. I, I think that if you're I think I think if you're a kid and you're, uh, you know, you, you have a few thousand bucks and you're living in the middle of Wisconsin somewhere, where the fuck are you going to go and buy gold from? Like, where, where's the where's the gold store in Wisconsin where you're going to go buy $3,000 worth of gold? Then what are you going to do? Hide it under your bed at your mother's house? Mm. Like, anybody could set up some two-factor authentications and some little wallets, et cetera, on their phone or their device from home and be very, very safe and purchase crypto, hold it, sell it out when they need to. It's the easiest store of value. And then they can send it across the world. They can send it to China in one second, $10 million if they want to. Bingo. Yeah, so it's. Uh, do you it's, see it as a as a currency, or do you see it as a like um, Michael Saylor calls it uh, digital real estate? Now, I don't know if you heard yeah, his breakdown on I that. Have, I have, I have. Yeah. I, me, I can't see it as anything but money because I use it as money. Mm-hmm. I use it as money. I mean, I mean, this uh, the, in places like Dubai, where they'll they'll take crypto. I, this watch was literally bought with crypto. I literally sent them. I don't know if it was Bitcoin or Ethereum. I can't even remember. Or I sold it for USD Tether, I think, and just sent mm-hmm. them USDT for the US dollar value of the watch. And then I went and picked up the watch. I use it as money, so I can't see it as anything but money. Gotcha. Yeah, my um, Taylor on Savile Row takes takes Bitcoin. Yeah. Hudson uh, and Savile take, Row take, take Bitcoin. Yeah, so. if you're not taking payment from your customers in cryptocurrency like Bitcoin or Ether, you guys are losing out. Definitely, definitely consider yeah. that. Um, random question. Tristan, what's your hair loss protocol? Are you for or against finasteride? Mad respect to you and Andrew. I don't I don't even know what finasteride is, my friend. I don't that's know. The, what um, that's the pill that you pop that lowers your DHC that's supposed to keep your hair from falling out. No idea. Ne- never never heard of it. Okay. I, I'm all I'm pro anybody doing anything they like as long as it isn't a lazy way of doing things. I mean, if guys get like those those implants in their biceps to make their arms look bigger, I think that's gay. You should be doing some training. If your hair is falling falling out, do what you want, bro. I don't know. There are fucking get a transplant, inject your head with the those. I don't, I don't P, PHP. What, what PRP. 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 Platelet do, rich if, plasma. Yeah, yeah. If your hair is falling out, do do whatever you want to fix it. I mean, that that's on you. I don't know. I don't care. But I'm I'm very against anything that I consider cheating. That includes steroid use, you know, pectoral implants and shit to look like you have muscles. Mm. But you know, if your hair's falling out, yeah, if, you've if been, your teeth are all missing, you know, get get you know, fix. Yeah, your like teeth. you've I've been vocal heard. on uh, social media about uh, steroid use. So I'm on therapeutic right. testosterone, obviously, because I'm close to fifty and I don't have the levels that I did in my twenties, and I want to maintain that well, muscle that, mass. Well, that is something I will do when I get older. Yeah, yeah. I was going to ask you: Is that something that you would consider when your natural levels start to decline, and you can, Ti- well, you know, like if you're of, here yeah. and you're down to here in your 40s, but you can bring yourself up to here and feel like you feel like you know in your early yeah. 30s? Like, would you do that? 
Well, time is the fire in which we all burn, right? Women get those fucking facelifts and straighten yeah. their faces out and raise their tits up, etc. Yeah, for men, as long as you're maintaining yourself naturally, you know, working out in the gym, etc., there's nothing wrong with keeping your testosterone level high. And I guess I don't want to sound I, – I've been called an elitist by, by friends of mine for this because I have friends who are – you know, now quite jack, little short dudes. They're quite, they're quite jack, my age, etc. And I say, ah, steroids are bullshit. They fuck with your dick. They, you know, it's it's not good to be taking all the stuff you're taking. And they look at me and they say, yeah, Tristan, but you don't understand because you're huge. And that hits me here because I'm kind of like, mm, if I were 150 pounds and you know five foot three, would I see things differently? It's easy for me. I'm six foot four. I'm I'm 260 pounds. Like 260, something like that. Yeah, you're a big, big boy. Yeah, so it's very easy for me yeah. to be like, oh, well, don't take steroids, et cetera. I just don't want to do anything that fucks with my dick. I need mm. my dick. It makes, it makes me money, literally. Yeah. The, 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 the women who work for me and make all this money on OnlyFans, if I'm not keeping them happy sexually, what the fuck? They're just going to leave and go work for someone else. So, yeah, I, I need my penis to work. So, uh, Chad Faust, Aston Martin repeat or Ferrari FF? Those are four-seater cars for those that don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. Um, neither. If I wanted either of them, I would have them and my answer to you would be why do you care which one i would prefer why don't and this isn't a dig i'm not having a dig at the guy yeah why don't you just buy the one that you like by the one that why like. does my opinion matter buy the car you like bro what do you think of Tesla's, i don't want by either the way. of them i think they are there's a lot very... of tesla bros out there that i keep hearing you just get a tesla bro it's way cooler uh-huh, uh-huh. super super boring <laughs> and no girl dreams of getting fucked in the passenger seat of a tesla it, it doesn't exist no no can you, girl can you can you bang in an exotic car though because i've thought about the 720 i'm like you it's can not get happening your, you man can, like you i'm could, you could, like i'm you close your, to your height you could you could get your dick sucked <laughs> that, that does work that does work that is about it but but no girl's gonna be like oh wow nice tesla get your dick out it's not gonna happen so um <laughs> so let me go through some of my questions here because we're because we're coming up on the hour and i wanted to kind of sure, keep it I, around 90 I, um oh, i have all the time in the world Historical figure for dinner, not a family member. Who would you invite? Napoleon Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte. Why? His mindset. I like his mindset. One, everyone's like, oh, Napoleon Bonaparte, but they know. Have you studied him? Have you read his stuff? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. So what do they know about him? They know he got beaten at Waterloo. They might know his fleet got defeated by Nelson at Trafalgar. They might know a few little things, but they don't understand the nature of the man. You see, I've read his memoirs. If you look into the way he thought... It was just, you know what? All of Europe is mine. It's mine, and I want to take it. I want to take all of Europe. Oh, you're going to put me on a little island and fucking put me in exile. Okay, cool. Well, actually, no, no, no. I'm going to come back and then raise another army because Europe's mine. I need to have all of Europe. It belongs to me. That level of insane ambition reminds me of my brother, actually. Everything's <laughs> mine. I want everything. I'm going to take everything. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's why. But yeah, Napoleon. How do, Very fascinating character. How do how do you and your brother work out? Because I've got two younger brothers, right? I've mm. and you know one of them. If you guys watch my channel, I've I've, I've posted a link to the debt business because my uh, middle brother runs. Or sorry, my younger brother runs it now. Um, there was a time where where we were apart for for a good number of years, right? Like my family moved back to the UK because I was originally born there. They moved back mm-hmm. to the UK when I was about twenty one. Uh, my two younger brothers went back. They were still in school. I was there for four or five months. We lived in Kempston. I was there for four or five months and I looked around. I was like, 
fuck this. I was surrounded by single moms with like three different kids from three different fathers, bullshit jobs. There's nothing going on. I didn't have my motorcycle there. It was back home in store. I was like, I'm out. I'm gone. And then they stayed there for about 10 years. So there was a period of time where we didn't see each other that often. And now they're both back over here and we're we're a lot tighter. But you guys are about a year apart, right? Like a year, year and a half apart? A year and a half. How do you guys get on? Like, are you like this? Like, how does that work for you when it comes to business and life and women and all that? We get on extremely well. Extremely well. I can't, I don't know. I find it weird to hear that brothers don't get along and that's the norm. Everyone's Mm -hmm. like, oh, I have a brother, but I don't know him. I have a brother, I don't speak to him. And for me, it's super bizarre because I can't imagine not getting along with my brother. We don't, we don't even, we don't even argue about anything. I mean, our arguments are just like, Jesus Christ, when's the last time we even disagreed on anything? No, we're we're of one mind and one goal. And as long as as long as what's what the we, goal? The goal is to live a life that is in com, incomparable to the lives that most people get to live and to die happy surrounded by my 20 kids and 50 grandchildren. Mm. That that's my life goal. Because people be like, oh well, where does this go? What and then what? And then what? And then what? And then you die eventually. So why not squeeze every single bit of juice out of this lemon that is life, you know, take the good with the bad, just live in an insane way that people, people look at my life and they're like, are the Tate brothers, if you Google Tate brothers, some of the suggestions that come up, are the Tate brothers real? Are the Tate brothers actors? Are the people don't even believe that we're real sometimes? So that makes me right. I've never looked. Let me have a a check, check now. There's a lot of people watching this. Are the Tate yeah, are the Tate brothers people? People come. I don't know what it's going to. Are the fill Tate brothers twins? Who are the Tate brothers? How old? How tall? Yeah, there we go. Well, I don't know. In Romanian search might come up different. We're a lot more popular here, but uh, my point is, I just want to live an incredible life. Every single day, I wake up and everything is possible. That's the goal, and the goal, of course, is to to procreate, have a bunch of kids, and. That's it. I mean, what more is there to life than just making yourself happy all the time and taking care of the people around you? Lucas says, would you agree with Andrew regarding boxing being the best martial art to master for self-defense? What's your telling yeah. on self-defense yeah. industry? People ask this all the time and very quick answer because I find this this topic very boring. Boxing is the best martial art for self-defense. It is. Don't let anyone tell you jujitsu is. Everyone talks about jujitsu. My, my friend, I had a debate with a guy who I super respect, John Fitch, who is a more accomplished fighter than me. And he kept saying jujitsu is good for self-defense. I'm like, my friend, I'm from England. Someone is going to stab you. If you try to wrestle somebody, your black belt isn't as good as the blade he's got in his pocket. Stay away from wrestling. I don't like, and I like John Fitch, super cool guy. But when he, he thinks jujitsu is the best, like self-defense martial art, absolutely no way. Because the world isn't fair. Someone is, someone's friend is going to step on your head while you're wrestling with them. Mm. That guy's going to pull a knife and stick it into your lung while you're wrestling with him. No, punch, stay on your feet, run away. Do you, do you both still train on a regular basis? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's, How it's often? Part of, it's uh, five days a week. I mean, it's, it's part of, of, of who we are. I mean, right now I've just bought one of those big uh, torque wheel sleds, and we'll, he'll jump on it, and I'll push him to the end of my garden, which is huge, of course, where my cars are parked. Then I'll jump on it, he'll push me back, and we'll do that for an hour straight to our legs mm. I mean, training is just, we, we couldn't ever become weak and fat and soy. It's just, it's just not in our DNA. It's never who we've been. How do you, how do you manage to maintain, um, peak physical conditioning? I mean, even though you don't fight competitively still, um, but how do you manage to maintain that at the level that you both do, but still consume the amount of alcohol and cigars that you do at the same time? 
Uh, there's, you know, God has his favorites. I don't, I, I don't find it that difficult. I don't find it that difficult, Rich. I, I really found it don't. difficult to the point where I just stopped drinking. I'm like, yeah, yeah. But, and, but you know what? I, th I think it's, it's all about the foundation that you build, isn't it? From age, I've been training my whole life, but age, from age 14, 15 to 28, it was, I was a professional athlete. That's what I was. So if I ever see myself looking a bit, I don't know, a little bit fat. My face is look, looking a bit puffy. Literally, I'll go running every morning for five days, and then I'm back in shape. It, it's mm. what my baseline is. So a lot of people fuck around their whole lives. They look like shit when they're 30 because they've never done a day of physical training. Then they get into shape, and they're 32. They can lose it like that because their body's still trying to reset to default. My default is different to most people, and that's the only answer. I think it's all the work I've put in my entire life. I, think, I feel like it's money in the bank because I don't find it that difficult. Got a question here from uh, my buddy Jared. He said, "Would you would it yeah. be better to focus on boxing first, or would boxing and BJJ be worthwhile?" Like, I mean, and don't get me wrong, BJJ is worth knowing. Like, it's, it's, I'm not saying don't learn it. It's worth knowing, and if you have all the time in the world, do as much boxing as you can, and do BJJ as well. Sure, it's not gonna it's not gonna have any negative impact on you if you know BJJ. I know judo. Mm. It's not gonna negatively affect me. I just wouldn't grab a man and wrestle with him. If I saw him on the streets of London and he caused an altercation with me because someone, he put a knife in my neck. Mm -hmm. So I don't advise using it on the street. That's it. Yeah. And people, people teach different. That's what I've I only, say. I've only been taking these, um, boxing lessons for the last year in a bit now since, you know, since the lockdown, you know, and I got to say it, it's like, if you hit somebody and I, and I play this game, which my instructor calls tag now. So, it's yeah. three shots each, and then you switch over to the other guy, and then you see mm -hmm. how many shots you can land. And we're wearing padding and headgear and all that sort of shit. And it's like, man, if you get a nice combo in there, one, two, or three shots, you can knock the shit out of somebody. I don't, I don't fight anymore in terms of – if I'm at a nightclub, all the best security guards in that nightclub are watching my table. Right. If someone comes and talks to a girl who's with me. Yeah, you don't want to fight if you table. don't need to. I'm, but... not, I'm not interested in fighting. But yeah, every but if fight you had I have to, had, though, but if Every you had to use I have your fists, had, yeah. Yeah, it, it was, it was, I always found it incredibly easy. Yeah. From training with professional fighters every day, the few fights I have had in the street, especially when I was younger, living in England, I found it incredibly easy. Mm. You throw, you jab, cross, and you throw your, your next punch and he's already falling over. Like yeah. it's, it's very easy if you know how to punch and they don't. It's almost like cheating. If you know how to do it and they don't, it's, it's cheating. Yeah. Um, but but I, don't, I don't preach being the tough guy. I don't fight. I, I'm in, in Romania, I'll make a phone call. I'm, I'll be on my phone. Yeah, they'll always. Yeah, they often watch, always watch, tell watch, you the yeah. best thing to do is to yeah. leave. You know, you want to yeah, remove watch, yourself watch, from the equation. Yeah. What's my phone hand? That's a, that's the scary. <laughs> thing, you know, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm um, not interested in fighting anymore. A man once said to me, "You can never have too much of one of these three things: sex, money, and horsepower." Is it is it possible to have too much sex, money, or horsepower? Uh, no. No, I, I, I'd rephrase that, though. I wouldn't say sex. I'd say sexual access to beautiful women. It is possible to have too much sex. And I know that because sex used to be my job. When I really had my webcam studio running at its peak and I had mansions filled with women and half of them were my girlfriend, half of them were my brother's girlfriend, and I had to fuck all of them, I'd pile them up two or three at once. And it was like a chore. And it was a fucking chore. People would be like, oh, that must have been amazing. What dudes who never get laid thinks it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But when I'm trying to do spreadsheets, payroll, 
scheduling. Then I've got to go fuck her. This girl doesn't like her, so I need to make her sure sure she sucks my dick in the BMW outside so the other girl doesn't get jealous. It was a nightmare. And yes, you can have too much sex. But okay, you so never you can't have, have too much sex. What about horsepower? Um, <laughs> can you have too much to horsepower in a, we're about a car? To, we're about to find out. When my Bugatti Chiron shows up, we're about to find out. Yeah, but that's got all-wheel drive, though. I mean, like I'm like I'm talking about <laughs> something a little crazier than that. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, you what, know, what do you think? It, it's it's probably possible. It's probably possible. Yeah, but, yeah, I'd but, say so too. Just, yeah. But, what about I money? Can know. you have too much money? Uh, no, you cannot have too much money, but you can have enough money. And I can tell you what I think enough money. What is, is. enough I money? Tell you, I can tell you when I'll stop working. So enough money is. You don't even need to reach. I'm at eight figures now. You don't even need to reach in in I'm in bank balance. I don't count net worth. Mm. I was like, my net worth is this. It's like, bro, you could be a net worth. You could be a millionaire net worth. You got one house, one car, and fifty grand in the bank, and a few stocks and bonds. You're still poor. I know that enough money is when you have in the bank mid-level eight figures, say fifty million dollars. That's enough. You can do everything. You can do everything if you're not trying to get into politics or buy power or run for president, you could do everything you want. There's nothing you can do with 50 million that the guy with 200 million, you know, can do and you can't. So that, that's that's enough money. Okay. I'm not one of those guys. And people say, oh, when are you going to become a billionaire? One, never, because most people don't understand how much a billion is. A billion is a lot of money. People yeah, don't it's get a it. lot. It's, they, it's, they don't a stupid amount. So, yeah. So one- You can't never. even spend a billion dollars in your lifetime. Exactly. Like most of these exactly. billionaires end up giving the money away, you know, charities before they, they die. Exactly. And two, if I had the power to become a billionaire, I'd get a quarter of the way there and retire. But what the fuck would I keep working if I had $250 million in the bank? What, I is a, is the what does a typical week look like for you guys with, you know, with work? I'm doing that in quotations because it doesn't look like that you guys work in the conventional sense that most people would think. My, my office is when me, Andrew, and my cousin are together and we have our laptops with us or our phones or our iPads, that's my office. So two weeks ago, my office was at the at the Bulgari Five Star Hotel in Knightsbridge, London. Uh, now my office is in Bucharest. In next week, my office is going to be in Miami. As long as I'm with my guys and my team, and we do what we need to do and move the, the pieces on the chessboard we need to move, it, it doesn't matter. A typical week in terms of work. Do you have other employees or contractors, or just three? Oh, I, I've, I've loads. I have loads of employees. I have two personal assistants, and uh, in terms of people who are directly employed by myself or my company, mm -hmm. excluding my casinos, because that brings the number as, uh, over 50. I've got 12, 13 people who work for me. Nine of them have university degrees. That's why I know the number, because I always laugh at that, because me and my brother are not university educated. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe university is a good way of making money. But a typical, a typical week is whatever I want to do. We sit around and we literally say emergency meeting, where it's not an emergency. It doesn't have to be an emergency. And we sit around, hey, Troy, how you doing? So uh, we sit around, and, and, and a week before that, my, my office was in Ukraine when I was sitting smoking cigars with Troy. Mm -hmm. That's how my life works. I do whatever I like all of the time. That's why I call it God mode. I'm, I'm infinitely free. Do you think I'm that you would free. stop working even if you didn't need to work? Because I've thought well, about this. You know, I've thought, you know what, even if I'm you know, 60 and I've got all the money I need, like, would I even stop working? Because I don't think I could. I just like doing shit. I don't know. And it all depends on what you define as work as well. I mean, I engage in product in projects with war room members that make me a lot of money and I enjoy doing them. Mm -hmm. I enjoy the projects. I enjoy what we're doing. Um, I'd quit some things. I'd quit some things. I would even quit the, I'd even probably throw away the OnlyFans management agency, the webcam girls. I still keep my foot in the door in that industry 
because it's part of my identity almost. It's, it's what people know me for. But if I had infinite money and I didn't need to make money anymore, I'd keep three or four of my baddest OnlyFans models and just bring them around the world with me. But they're, they're, that's my team who makes me money, if you know mm -hmm. what I mean. But when I say bring them around the world with me, they're obviously paying for my flights and theirs through their work. So this isn't some sugar daddy setup. But yeah, I, I changed my I changed my adult entertainment setup for sure. I'd have far fewer. So if if tomorrow you woke up and you didn't have the cars, the money, the crypto, the real estate, the everything, mm -hmm. but you had your network, what would you do to try to get it all back? Well, I always have that one trick. I you know, and people will say, Oh, but what if that didn't exist? Well, the thing is webcam modeling and OnlyFans and all this stuff does exist. I can get a beautiful girlfriend and tell her and, and manage her and drag forty to fifty thousand dollars a month out of thin air. If I concentrate all of my effort on one ten out of ten female and she'll do whatever I say, I can conjure forty or fifty thousand dollars a month out of thin air. And that's what I know how to do. That's always going to be my default. I couldn't lose all I have now. That isn't possible. So many things would have to go wrong. But if I did, I'd find a pretty girlfriend and I'd start dragging fifty thousand a month out of thin air, and I would build from there. Is and, it uh, is it easy for the average guy to do that, Tristan? Because I've had a conversation with um, a guy that was in your war room and got involved with the um, webcam business. He lives here in Toronto and he didn't, he didn't have the success that he was expecting. He wasn't upset about it. He wasn't happy about it, but, um, it seemed like he felt, or the way that I understood it is that because Tristan Tate is who Tristan Tate is and because he lives where he lives and he has access to the women that he does there, it, it works. Like, is that reasonable? No, well, it, it can't be reasonable because the Tristan Tate who became a millionaire doing this was poor and he lived in Luton, England in a one bedroom apartment and nobody knew who he was. So, so, I mean, can I do it easier now than I did it? Yes. But like with anything, the amount of work that goes in, it's not an easy thing to do. If it were easy, everybody would be doing it. Rich yeah. girls can't do it. This is why girls need people like me. Very few girls. You read about these huge only fans success stories. Most girls only fans journey goes. They make no money. Yeah, start taking some new pictures. All the yeah. people at her old office and work and town what, see her naked for one month, unsubscribe. Mm -hmm. Three months later, there's content of her all, all over the internet and she's broke as fuck. That's everyone's OnlyFans journey. So girls can't even do it. I teach everybody who tries to learn from me the way I do it. Like with Floyd Mayweather, if you went to his boxing gym, would teach you how to box his way. If you don't pull it off, you don't pull it off. And I, I don't know exactly who you're talking about, but there are guys inside of the war room who have, I mean, there's two young kids, 17 and 18 they are. This kid is so young, he couldn't legally post a picture of himself naked anywhere. And he has a bunch of 18, 19-year-old girlfriends, and he's wearing Rolex watches, cashing 100000 a month. And that is from, from what I teach. So getting, I think the main ingredient to it is your frame with women. Are you good with women? Do women respect you? Does your girlfriend respect you? If the answer is no to those questions, you're going to have very, very bad luck telling her to do these kind of things and asking her to do these kind of things. Got so it. no, it's, it's, a, right. it's, it's a hard thing to do. Um, another question I got for you here on my list is I saw, I, I can't remember if this was you or Andrew, but I'm sure that you can answer it, you know, regardless of who it was. There was a, a, 
a tweet at some point. It was something along the lines of a, a discussion thread where a girl got dumped for liking another dude's picture on Instagram. Can you talk about that? Uh, that may have been Andrew. What Andrew dumped a girl for liking a dude's picture? I can't. I can't remember whether it was you or him. But the but but the thread was her basically begging to have one of you take her back, and oh, one of you were basically saying, "No." You were liking some other yeah. dude's picture on Instagram. I'm, I'm not having it. Well, when, when you talk, we talk about, that about why you guys kind of roll that way. Well, we roll that way because it depends what we're looking for. It depends mm -hmm. what we're looking for from that woman. Because people will say, oh, Tristan, your women are garbage. Well, but I'm like, oh, sorry. Do you know who a single one of my girlfriends or baby mamas actually is? No, you don't know any of them. You've never seen a picture of any of them. So people don't know the type of women that me and Andrew look for. But when, when I'm looking for something serious, it is very much natural selection. Where when you are in the true abundance mindset of you can have the pick of the crop, you can have the world's most attractive women. I mean, one of my main chicks has 200,000 Instagram followers, and I took her virginity when she was 17. That's legal, by the way, here. I don't know if it's 18 in your crazy country. So, so, and, but, you know, the level of women I have is insane. So why would I tolerate one red flag? I can't speak for Andrew. But if I'm looking for something serious and I'm weeding out, the non-hackers, very much like a like a military recruitment, uh, you know, the drill sergeant is. Why would I tolerate one red flag? Oh no, she's liking dudes' pictures on Instagram. I'm, okay, cool. So you have Bye. zero tolerance, no red flags whatsoever. Um, depending on what I'm looking for. Absolute loyalty. Yeah, there's a cam girl of mine who's making me money, who I bang sometimes. Yeah. And she's messaging dudes on Instagram. I'll say, look, stop messaging fucking dudes on Instagram, or you're fired. Because I don't yeah. like that shit. Because what, if they fall in love with some guy, they'll quit anyway. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I don't, I'm not going to get rid of her for that. You know, she's a business asset. She's an employee who's upset me and, and broken protocol. But if, yeah, certainly if I was, if I, there was a girl and she was like, yeah, Tristan, I want to have your kids. And I was like, yeah, cool. I'll try and get, and I was serious about her. Yeah. Liking, liking another dude's pictures. I mean, why would you, why would you tolerate that at all? You don't yeah. tolerate that. You guys do, man. Like, uh, they have no choice. Yeah. I mean, like you probably see them from time to time, but I get these, uh, notifications from people or for Reddit. And it's like some losers out there, you know, complaining that his girlfriend's got just a friend that's going to come into town and he doesn't feel good about it. Like, uh -huh. You've seen those, right? I've like guys them. will I've tolerate a lot of stuff. Exactly. But if you really do roll at the top level and you want the best of the best, why tolerate any of it? So, so I understand. No liking I... other dudes, pictures, ladies, if you're with Tristan, he doesn't take well, that absolutely. shit. Absolutely. Um, why, would I, why would you do that? Exactly. Hey, listen, man, I'm in total agreement with you. Um, do, 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 where's my next question? Okay. Let's talk about kids and family and family sure. law and ensuring against, um, what I'm going to call family law theft. Cause do you, do you it have children right now? Yes, I do. I do. Everyone okay. knows I have children because I openly say I have children. Okay, How many, so, what are their names? I don't say any of that, but I you're do. not married though. Um, no. you know, you obviously take care of your kids and Absolutely. like the mother of your kids. Right. So Absolutely. how do you, how do you uh, buffer from uh, family law theft? Because women uh, can behave quite badly if they decide that they're not happy in the relationship. Sometimes they'll steal your kid. They'll run off with them. There's any number of things that they can do. They can rob you through the family law system, depending on what it's like in your country. So, I mean, you've obviously thought about that because you're both clever lads. So how do you ensure against that with the way that you've structured your life? Well, the first step has to be vetting the woman that you have kids with. That's that very has important. To, that has to be. Has to be step number one. Absolutely. And if and if a woman hasn't given me how long do you get for loyalty, by the way? Years. Oh, it has to be years, years okay. of loyalty, years Got of it. loyalty, years of loyal service to the cause before I, I give her a kid. She has to be do everything I say. No red flags. No messaging other dudes. No, nothing. There can't be a red flag 
at that level. Because you know you're gonna you're gonna carry the next generation of of, of my family, and uh, you know my family wasn't a very financially successful one, but there are some accolades, and you know my family's well known for you know so, some achievements. And if you're gonna breed the next generation of Tates, no, you can't be some you can't. Well, be some of the guys brother. watching don't don't know this, but your dad was a um, chess master. He was a world. He champion. was the, he was he was the great no he was the greatest black chess master who ever lived. Right. So I mean I mean there are plenty of chess masters greater than him, but he was very very feared and very well respected as a as a chess master certainly. Never had any money, but uh, you know, I like to think that me and my brother inherited half of his intelligence and used it to make money. You know, I'm not that good at chess. I'm, I'm certainly not world level or professional, not at all. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm I'm good. I'm a, I'm a strong hobbyist player. But yeah, my point is, if you're going to breed the next generation of Tates, uh, and the, the one thing above all else, because you know, I don't know if I can say that online. Well, the one thing, no, no, no. The one thing I'd look for is low body count. Low body count is very, very important. If a girl's fucked fifty dudes. And you upset her. What's 51? What's 52? She doesn't give a shit. It doesn't matter anymore. When a girl's had said, and, and you know, you don't always find virgins. I have a few that I date with, who, who's Virginia I took, of course. But you don't always find girls who are virgins. I'm not saying you can only marry or have kids with virgins. But if a, if a girl's had two or three serious boyfriends and she's in her early 20s, that's not a bad thing. That, that low body count is very, very important. Years of loyalty, number two. But vetting the women is probably the most important thing to avoid family law theft. Uh, and also just maintaining a, a hard line in the sand that you will not cross. And I say to my brother all the time, we, with any woman, a woman who works for us, a woman who has my kids, any woman, I do not negotiate with terrorists. And that's what women can turn into when they fall out of love with you, when they want to leave you. They turn into terrorists. And I do not negotiate. I swear on my father's grave and the, the Lord Jesus Christ be my witness. If one of my baby mamas tomorrow was just like, you know, unless you do this or do this, I'm leaving with your kid and blah, blah, blah. I swear to God, I'd be like, you know what? Fine. My kid can find me when they're 16 or when they're 18. They'll track me down and I'll tell them their mom was a dickhead. If you think I'm going to be paying bribes, essentially paying ransom, bending over backwards, sacrificing my pride, my lifestyle, changing the way I live, or she's going to run away. No, I, I don't negotiate with terrorists. I have my life to live. And my kids what about the, the um, What about the legal system in Romania if she wants to try to milk you for child support alimony or you whatever what? it is they call it over there? You know what? I, I don't believe that the legal system is scary anywhere. And people will be like, oh, but if you're an American and this and that and blah, blah. I swear to God, it's a matter of honor. I, I Okay. If I lived in America, me and my brother both live in America. We have exactly the same setup. I get some girl pregnant. I sense a bunch of red flags. I'll give my brother everything I own. I'll give him everything. Send every Bitcoin over, every pound. I'll keep $10 in my bank account. Give him every car on his birthday. Say it was a birthday gift. Oh, well, you know, they're, they're after you and you have to pay child support. No, I don't. I'm poor. Leave me alone. Oh, what's the minimum I have to pay? The state mandated amount. Okay, maybe my brother will lend me the money so I stay out of jail. It's I not swear, as easy I'm, as that. As that I know goes. it's not. It's, I know it's, it's not. It's really not as easy as that. I know, but I get, I know it's not. I'm more scorched earth. These yeah. people will be like, well... And I see it on webcam. Yeah, you're all basically day saying long. burn it down to the ground and get yeah, rid of half yeah. of it. Then, yeah, yeah. Dudes are dudes are on webcam crying their eyes out to my models, paying five dollars a minute, going, "Well, I'd like to meet a nicer girl like you." Mm. Not that they could, ever could, but I can't leave my wife because she'll take half of everything. I, I suppose don't know. there's not, a I'm, there's a level of um, a buffer jail. or insurance jail. if you've got you know five baby mamas with five kids because if one of them goes cuckoo for cocoa puffs. You know, you can handle that, but you've still got the other four sort of things. So you're sort of not putting all your eggs in one basket. Yeah, almost yeah. literally speaking. That's a very good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah.
Um, well, yeah, I will not negotiate with terrorists. I'd rather go to jail. And I really do mean that. Take me to jail. Let's talk about style. Because, I mean, you got a little bit of a swagger going on. How important is style? Because, I mean, much. did you always dress that way? Um, no. I've always had trouble finding stylish clothes that fit me. So I started wearing tailored clothes about three, four years ago. Tailored suits. Comes with money, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. it's expensive. And yeah. I'm a very big guy. It's not that expensive, shape. though. I just had a bunch of shirts and a jacket tailored. And it, it came to a couple grand, right? It was four shirts yeah. and a nice uh, sport coat. Yeah, it's not that bad. It's, it's not, not that bad. much. No, so spend the money, guys. Yeah, exactly. No, there's nothing wrong. And and most tailors will do a pretty good job. I, I recently, my Romanian tailor wasn't all that. I recently upgraded to a place on Savile Road, London, which is the, the creme de la creme of tailoring. But even then, like, I like to, to, to dress well. And I spent most of my years in my career, because I was training five hours a day, just wearing sweatpants, et cetera. It was very hard finding anything stylish that fit me. So now I get things made. I, I dress the way I like. And I think it, I think it puts out a good image to the world. It certainly puts out a good image with uh, women, men you want to do business with. I was in Las Vegas recently. I was winning on triple zero roulette. God knows how. I don't know how. I was playing triple zero roulette. I won $65,000 that weekend. So I was up at the high rollers table. I started to attract a bit of a crowd. I was laying down maybe $600 to $1,500 every single spin. And then some other guy came up who obviously had money, but he was American. He had money because I saw the chips he was laying down were about the same amount as me, but he was wearing shorts, socks, sandals, uh, big fat belly, baseball t-shirt on, cap. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, you're doing good. I was like, you're ruining this for me. Mm. Like, have some respect for the ambiance of the place you're at. And that's a very American thing because, you know, in the casino in Monaco, they're not going to let you in if you're wearing a baseball cap and a baseball t-shirt. doesn't matter yeah. which car you show up in. You can't walk in with flip-flops there. Yeah, yeah, they'll tell you to go home and get changed. And it annoys me because they're ruining it for everyone else. And it's not that I'm dressing to impress anyone else. It's just nice. It's nice to wear your $10,000 suit and to walk into a casino. I don't know. So, yeah, I, I like to dress well. But it's it, – and I said this on, on Twitter. But if you had nothing but $100 in your pocket and you were trying to make money, buy, the, buy a cheap suit because people will take you more seriously when you start trying to have conversations with them. You know? You know or if you, if you just have a little bit left, buy something nice to wear because people will take you more seriously. And it's a, it's a life hack. Yeah. What do you think about this Kyle Rittenhouse situation? I think America is totally, I don't even care to comment on the American political situation right now. If I was on the jury, I'd let the kid walk yesterday. I'm not on the jury. If he goes to jail for 50 years, I will not be surprised because America is broken. And I don't want to live there. I don't really want anything to do with the United States. I, uh, yeah, Kyle Rittenhouse, I'd let him go yesterday. Should he walk free? Absolutely. But will he? Probably not. A bunch of there's so much pressure on the jurors. They're probably getting blackmailed by weird leftist groups. I don't mm -hmm. know. Yeah, we'll like see. Like if he goes to if he goes to jail, I won't be surprised. I'd let him go. But it I'm is, not on the jury. Is a place like Romania becoming contaminated with those Western woke, toxic feminist, you know, narratives now, or is it still a way ways off? It's a way off. It's a way off. Very slowly. Very Women slowly. are still feminine, they're still it's fit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. There's none of this, like, use my pronouns if you go somewhere. No, they laugh at things like that. <laughs> they actively mock the Americans for stuff like this. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I, and it's, it's the sexualities. There was a Romanian man I spoke to. He said something really funny. I was like, yeah, and you could be, I don't know. Like, it's not just gay and straight now. There's like a hundred different sexualities in the United States. And he was confused by it. And he goes, oh, but, but there's only three sexualities for women and two for men. And I was like, two for men? Explain. Well, a woman is straight or gay or bisexual, and a man is straight or gay. 
I said, can't a man be bisexual? He went, Tristan, if you suck dick sometimes, you're gay. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I mean, Fair point. that's quite, it's a good point. Yeah. So here there's only two sexualities for men. So they're, they're still quite on there. They're, they're still, you know, level-headed. Yeah. That, I mean, that's got to be one of the reasons why you guys must have like chosen to settle there. Cause you've lived in, cause you've lived in the U S you grew up yeah. in the UK. You obviously moved around a bit when you were younger fighting and competing and, and trying to sort yeah. it out. Romania just looked like the best place for you. No, it, I mean, it's one of the reasons we fit in here. I wouldn't say it's one of the reasons we moved here. I just needed to live somewhere. And I wasn't a millionaire when I moved here. I was doing okay. I was running the webcam models. The scary thing about Western culture was the whole me too culture bullshit. I'm, you know, I live in a house. I have a bunch of naked women. The police were already knocking my door. The neighbors reported that you have a bunch of women here. I'm like, yeah, I'm a kickboxing champion. Of course I have a bunch of women. Where was that in the UK or was that yeah, in, in the UK? In okay. the UK. Yeah. I was like, yeah, of course I have a bunch of women. I'm a kickboxer. They're all my girlfriends. Oh, the UK is cocked. Okay. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's really just so, as bad as the United yeah. States and Canada. Bro, yeah, you'll get call, they'll call the police on you because you have seven or eight women in your house. I'm like, yeah. I'm a young man. I'm a young man. I like having women in my house. And the police would leave, but I was like, this isn't the place for a business like this to flourish. It really isn't. And um, you know, we discovered Romania by accident, and all of this is just happenstance. The fact that they're more, you know, conservative, they have more conservative values. You know, it's one of the most Christian countries in the world. Everyone here is a Christian. What about it, their? Some, Level. What about their handling of this whole like uh, beer bug COVID nineteen sort of thing? Like, are they <laughs> locking things down? A little bit, people, a, little, a little bit, because they because they take money from the European Union. Mm. They they literally faked a huge number of cases, took money from the European Union, and then the European Union said, "Oh, well, you have to lock people down now because your COVID's running rampant." And right. it wasn't, but they took all the money and pocketed it. I mean, that's the way Romanian politics works. So they they tried to lock people down, but also you know, there's a there's ways of doing things in Romania. There's ways. I'll just say there are ways of getting things done. You know. Yeah, there's a black market for everything. Yeah, I, I am fully vaccinated. Two votes, two two doses, Pfizer. Proof proof of vaccination is not the same thing yeah. as vaccination, right? Well, you know, I, I look. I have a certificate that says that a medical professional has vaccinated me. That's, so that's all you need. That's all you got to exactly. show them. Yeah. Um, so of course it's real. Of course. Let me ask you one last question before we wrap up. So. Um, if you could co go back to your 20 year old self and have a conversation with him today, what would you tell him? Like, what would you tell him to do differently to stop doing, to do more of maybe? I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm a big believer in if you're happy where you are now, don't change the smallest thing about the past. I mean, obvious shit. I mean, fantasy land buy Bitcoin. I mean, like mm -hmm. pure fantasy land. Yeah, setting that aside, that, obviously. Yeah, no, but and, but then also, would that kid who bought Bitcoin at twenty and just got rich with crypto, like a bunch of these nerds on the internet, be the man who I am today? No, he wouldn't be. So would I even say that to him? Probably not. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know. Talk to your dad more, maybe. But then, like, who knows what would have? Maybe I would have got off the phone to him one day and got hit by a bus. I wouldn't change anything. And that sounds very arrogant, but I'm so happy with the way things are in my life now that I wouldn't change a single thing. If you I could, like, <laughs> if you could account like one thing for your success, what would you say that, that that thing would be? Well, my brotherhood with Andrew, the relationship me and Andrew have, always having someone to check yourself against. I can't stay in bed till eleven o'clock, and neither can Andrew because I'm up at eight thirty. And I'll say, Andrew, why the fuck are you asleep? Let's get up and train. So always having that guy to check yourself against. Both me and Andrew have that. And also, and I'm going to sound like a 1980s television commercial. I will preach to all you young people watching, stay away from fucking drugs. I grew up in Luton, which is a, 
a shithole in England, which is ridden with riddled with drugs. Everyone's on cocaine, everyone's on weed, and there's going to be this guy in the chat right now. He's going to pop up. But you drink, I smoke weed, and weed's healthy, and it blah blah blah. Let me tell you something about weed. Here's the problem with weed, though. Weeds, and I know lots of high functioning people who smoke it, but weed makes you happy when you shouldn't be. The friends I had when I was 18 who used to smoke weed and play their PlayStation 2 and eat pizza, that's a good night if you're on weed. I used to sit there after kickboxing training thinking, this is fucking shit. I need to do – I need to make some money. I need to get out of this situation. And those same people – and you know, I, I still love you if you're watching me where I am today, but you're still playing PlayStation. Well, it's PlayStation 5 now instead of PlayStation 2 and smoking your weed and eating your pizza, and you're still broke, and you're my age. You know, It makes you content. That's the problem with drug use. Is I'm not saying it's going to give you a heart attack. I'm saying it makes you content and it makes you happy when you're when you're in a shitty situation. I've seen people take cocaine and have the time of their lives in somebody's kitchen. So what you're saying well, you're, is is you're in a kitchen being being overly comfortable in a in a world where yeah. you shouldn't be comfortable. Yeah. Because so, I mean, you're yeah, either so, growing or dying, right? Exactly. So stay away from drugs. I and I'll tell every youngster stay away from drugs. And everyone um, always attacks me for that. But you know, I think I have a few more questions here we got a couple, couple i thought i thought you were going to ask me about the goldman gold pill this that religious oh, okay so let's talk because... about the gold pill goldman pill the <laughs> rouge gold yeah, because, pill, because, the because everyone's trying to rope me into the same little group because i said i converted to christianity but 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 i could talk about this very briefly goldman and rouge rouge especially i don't know anything about goldman I don't even know, like, he's a name that's been thrown I met him once over a couple of days at a conference I shall yeah. not mention, but yeah. Fair enough. I know so, so, I, so I don't know him, but I've heard of Roosh, and he looks to me, and I read his old stuff after he did this whole Christian breakdown nonsense, mm -hmm. and he's the biggest nerd I've ever even heard of. And the problem with these God pill guys is what you have to understand is, if you have no objective, if you're out chasing pussy, if you have no objective, it's never going to end well because all that's going to happen is you're going to stop being successful. Now, he preaches that he was successful. He's one of the biggest fakers in the world because a man at my level has read some lines like, you know, when you make $2,000 a month, there's no real upper limits in a place like Ukraine and you can do everything and meet the best girls. Wrong, wrong. The best clubs in Ukraine, if you want to be hanging around the top girls, you're paying 10 grand a night. You just I think Rush lived in Ukraine at one point. Yeah, I know he did. I, yeah. Exactly. And he was preaching that even though he was broke, he could do the best things and meet the best girls. I know that's not true. Yeah. I live next to Ukraine. I go to Ukraine. You want to go to the place where the mafia bosses hang out and all the tens, you're paying 10 grand a month, a uh, night. And you need to know people too. So Roosh was always a nerd, bottom feeding, picking up low level chicks. So the problem with God pill is this. He never had an objective. He'd write his stupid books, have his little bit of mediocre sex with his mediocre women. And when that failed, his life crumbled. You see, someone like me, who did say that he converted to Christianity. I did say this on Twitter about a year and a half ago. Keep in mind, most people- Why did you make Twitter that announcement? Like, like, what did you convert from? Was it- Well, I was an atheist. I was never religious. Athe okay. I was never so religious. But, but, why did you all of a sudden adopt that as a religion at this age now? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm living in the most Christian country in, in uh, the world. And well, I that's see helpful that too, yeah. And I, see, and I see that Christianity holds society together very, very well. Here, beautiful women walk the streets at night at 3 a.m., and even the gangsters I know are like, oh, I don't want to hurt another Romanian. No, no, no. This is God's country. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know what? I, I like that. I respect that. And it also keeps other groups that may be more hostile to the West outside of this country because they're naturally hostile to outsiders. Mm -hmm. So I converted to Christianity. But for me, it's no big deal because me being the playboy always had an objective. Objective one, collect women 
Have all these beautiful women, put them to work, make millions of dollars. Objective two, take the beautiful women I like the most or collect more, have a bunch of kids and be happy with my big families. Like I have objectives. So the moment I can't get laid anymore, the moment my dick stops working, the moment that Roosh and Goldman and all these nerds get to, he's now a broke old man with no kids who love him living in Ukraine where women don't want to have sex with him. I think he's in I Washington, be, D.C. now, actually. God, okay, fair enough. My apologies. But, <laughs> Even but worse. I, I don't actually, I'm not his fan. I don't actually follow him, believe it or not. Yeah, yeah, no, clearly, but, uh, yeah. But, but, but my point, the moment my dick doesn't work, oh, no, I'm living in my 13, but I'm building a castle right now. I'll be living in my castle with my 20 children and 40 grandchildren as a true, and people use this word, patriarch, because they've got one wife and a few kids. I'll show you motherfuckers patriarch. I'll show you family man Twitter. Give me 20 years. I'll be the fucking family guy because I'll, I'll have nine families. You if know? I'm still around, we will have yeah. a conversation then again, <laughs> my friend. But uh, yeah, the, don't don't ever rope me in with the God pill guys, man, because I, I have objectives and I'm too smart. to ever No, the thought didn't even cross my mind. Way. Like, you know, I was yeah. talking to Andrew about this a couple of weeks ago um, when he when he made the announcement about the LT spider. And I said to him, I go, yeah. you guys are running life not even on as a unplugged alphas. I mean, you're basically at a level of... Uh, Alpha God. And there's a book by this author. You'd actually like it. I know that, you know, I get a vibe for your style now. The guy's name is Dr. Hector Garcia and the, the title of the book is Alpha God. You might want to check it out because it, it kind of like falls in line, you know, with the idea of running your life the way that you are. It's got some feminist narrative crap and, you know, everything modern does. That. But yeah. yeah. Um, one other question. No, um, who do you who do you and Andrew look to for mentorship? Because every every top shelf man that I know it doesn't matter if it's a, a fighter, an entrepreneur, whether they're, you know, have a hundred million or a billion dollars. Like, who do you guys use as your mentors? Who do you guys turn to? I don't, for a long time after my father died, we didn't have anyone who we looked to for knowledge and information, which I think is detrimental to, to any man. I think everyone has to have people to look up to. Yeah, you when need somebody Andrew, to rope you yeah, in a little bit, right? Exactly. When Andrew built the War Room Network, it originally started as just because Andrew kept getting banned online as a, as a place where Andrew could speak freely and, you know, talk about ideas, et cetera, without the risk of getting banned. That's why the war room was started. But the talent of some of the people who were attracted to that group helped grow it into what it is today. And, and I have mentors uh, inside of, of, of the war. Room. Uh, certainly the one of the guys, I'm, I'm not going to say his name here, but one of the guys who's, who's integral in the, in the running of the war room. I look up to him as, as as close to a father figure as maybe exists and will ever exist for the rest of my life. In terms of business, I have people inside the war room who are, you know, 20 times richer than I am if I want to ask business questions about things I don't understand. Um, so I have uncle figures. Let's not call them father figures. I have uncle figures, certainly, mm -hmm. within the war room. A lot of guys who I like and a lot of guys who I respect. But there's no one who everybody will know as a generic guy who I'll say, yeah, I really look up to this person. Because I, I look at people my own age a lot of the time, and I feel like for a 33-year-old man, I've, I've fucking cracked it. I, I really have. Oh, call you're, me arrogant. Yeah, you're in the top 1% yeah. usually for call, sure. Call, me, call me arrogant. Call me whatever you like. But I mean, I look at – I don't know a single man my age who came from where I came from who's living even half as half – as, I, I don't know how you want to put it. As yeah, well as it, me. It, Let's it, say as well. Yeah, there's a lot of, you know, what what we know about you and then what we don't know about both you, yeah. but it's like there's there's no arguing that you've done something significant with your life. Like all these guys that are out there, oh, they rent their cars or they rent their girls and blah yeah. blah blah. I rent 28 like, cars. Yeah, like game knows game. Like like guys like me can figure out guys like 
you know, the Tate brothers. They're legit yeah. from that angle. It's it's good to hear that you've got mentors because a lot of guys out there probably think right now, well, these guys, they probably don't have mentors. And no, there's a don't. part of success that needs to be understood where you have to, and it's not always a coach. It might be somebody that you collab with. It might be somebody that you work with or do business with, but you need a sober second think thinker so that you don't walk into areas of your life that might be potentially hazardous, right? Exactly. Exactly. Um, so yeah, hopefully, hopefully it will, it will, uh, everything will keep going well. Let me, the, let me uh, take you to task with one last thing here, because I mean, sure. whenever I mention something like I, it happened last time when I dealt with Andrew, there's always a couple of guys that pop in and I got this comment here on my community page, um, talking about, uh, why do him and his brother think it's okay to rip off men and sell them crypto Forex courses that are complete scams and refuse to refunds when called out? Uh, blah blah blah. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Who How do you deal guy with guys is. like that? I don't know because and then there are guys who are selling our courses or selling fake courses under our names on hundreds of different Instagram pages that I see all the same, all the time. Mm-hmm. All I know is in our in our Hustlers University program we have crypto rooms, forex rooms, freelancing rooms, etc. And we have a professor for every single room, someone who's in, usually from the war room, a war room member who's in charge of all of this. And if thousands and thousands of people, like with the webcamming that you were saying earlier. If thousands of people every single day are writing good things about me and thanking me and say, Tristan, thanks for showing me how to run webcam girls. Tristan, I made this crypto call because I learned it in Hustlers University. I learned it inside the room. I made so much money. I made so much money. And one guy, it's probably the same guy, whoever's typing, because I can't see the messages. This, it's the same guy who probably typed it on your uh, conversation with Andrew. It's the same guy who probably emails the support all the time. Yeah. It's, the sa- it's probably one guy or two guys, the same person. You know, I don't know why you're mad or what you did wrong or if you went rogue with a crypto trade and 100 times leveraged when it was supposed to be 10. I don't know what you did, but everyone beside you is happy. So that that's how I deal with you. I, de- I deal with them by not not acknowledging them. Yeah, you know, it, it's, and, and yeah, so, it's just a matter of fact yeah. that whenever you put yourself out there, you're going to deal with somebody that's not going to be. Happy. I mean, every, I always have somebody like every few months that that leave my <laughs> community and they're like, uh, they make an announcement when they leave. I had somebody a couple of weeks ago that you know, they make an announcement. Yeah. It's like, you don't give us the cheat codes and tell us how to do the work. You just say, do the no, work. It's thing. like, yeah, if no, I have to thing. spell it out for you, then this isn't the room for you. Okay, exactly. you can it's go not. somewhere it's else. Not. Yeah, and that's why me and Andrew relentlessly kick people out the wall. And, and yeah, like you guys Andrew, throw them yeah. out from time to time, don't you? We can, we can, we we go through the list of the members. What yeah. has he done? What did he say when he joined? How has his life progressed? Has he done any of this? Well, we told him this. Has he taken action? We kick loads of people out, mm-hmm. and of course they're going to come here and type. Well, what, you don't do refunds. One, I don't need your money. Two, you didn't. I don't know why I kicked you out, but you deserved it. So kiss my ass if you want your money. And me and Andrew <laughs> say this all the time. You know where I live. I'm in Bucharest, Romania. Fly, you want your money back? Come take it. Me and Andrew will all happily meet you. You know, go right ahead. But that, that's it. That's that's my response to every single one of them. And it's Andrew's too. So fuck this guy. <laughs> like, all right, it. Tristan. Yeah. I want to thank you right. for, uh, you know, carving out that time. It's, it's, it's been a slice. I know there's, there's lots of nuggets here that have come out of the uh, conversation. And I'm sure that we'll do this again. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, Thanks, Rich. People should find you on Twitter. You got your handle there? Yep. I've got my Twitter handle here. Um, any information you guys want on the War Room or, or, or my Hustlers University program that, you know, is for people who aren't quite ready for a business network yet, but just looking to make some some money on the side. All the information is on my Twitter page. It's on my Beacons page in my in my bio. So, yeah, check me out there. Also, check out my brother, at of Wudan, is my brother, O-F-W-U-D-A-N. And um, 
yeah, that's where to find me. So keep watching. I've always got something interesting to say. All right. Thanks, guys. So I got another one scheduled for next Thursday, and I've got Grego Gallagher from Kino Body scheduled. So that should be an interesting conversation. We'll see you guys then. Thanks, Tristan.